Okay, so we are live. So hey everyone, welcome to another episode of The Glap. It's me, your host, Paolo. And today we're joined by James Umali again. So hey James, it's so glad to have you back. Yeah. My laptop is having a difficulty. That's why we can't do this episode live, sadly. But anyway, so James, how, how have you been? Good, good. I'm, I think I'm better than... I guess previous months now. But yeah, I'm I'm doing good. Okay. So how about you we do the usual? So why don't you tell us something, a fun fact or a fact about yourself that not a lot of people know about? Oh, okay. I don't even remember what was my answer to this question the last time. But okay. People something that people don't know about me. Um um, I was almost um actually no, uh, I I almost had a different career path. I'm not sure if I we already talked about this before, but but basically um when I was graduating college, I had two career choices. I had two offers from very different companies. One was the one I ended up taking, which was a marketing role. The mm. other was actually to be an English teacher for senior high school. Okay. Oh, I, uh, really? Okay. Yeah, so if I didn't take the marketing role, I mean, we probably wouldn't meet and I'd be uh, I'd be teaching. Guess, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's pretty cool. So for today's episode, we'll be talking about purpose, meaning, and culture. And I guess the first thing I want to ask you is, what does when you hear the word culture, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? A lot of things, no. But, but, but basically... Um, I guess it's more of the traditions or okay. um, parang behaviors that people are used to parang doing or something that they're practicing, you no, know, based in the the experiences that they have or where they're from or or their life experiences. Basically, it really depends. Yeah, yeah. So, like you, you you just came from Bangkok. Uh, when was that? Last month. Yeah, last month. And how long were you there? One month. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so what is it about? Ba- because I know that you're you're a huge lover of Bangkok, well, Thailand in general. So what is it about Thailand and Bangkok that makes you, you know, want to go there constantly? I mean, I think before you mentioned to me that uh, this was pre-pandemic, that you tried to go to Bangkok at least once a year. So what, what is it about Bangkok that makes you love it so much? Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's true. No? For, for people who know me, I do try to come back every two years, ever since my first visit there, which was 2015. And yeah, I'm not sure if we talked about this even before, but for people who, who are not familiar, the context is uh, when, when it was 2015, I was still um, in college, you no, know, um, and I actually um, took up uh, like a volunteer opportunity. Uh, basically, um, I ended up in Thailand and uh, I ended up teaching English to public school children in a province near Bangkok. So that experience was just really meaningful to me in, in a lot of ways. Um, and that's why I keep on coming back. Because I left a part of myself there. But, okay. Yeah. Yes, very eat, pray, love, my friend. Yeah, yeah. yeah parang, parang my heart, like a part of my heart or something. But it's, it's just that meaningful to me. Yeah. Okay, so it's that meaningful to you. I mean, you, you really love the place and all of that, and you try to visit there every two years, right? Uh, so you mentioned that... Um, so, what, so, okay, I mean, you mentioned why you loved it in a very general sense, but maybe you could give us, like, an experience or a story of yours that made you say, you know, I love this place, like a very specific one, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. Actually, um, I think I think it's just that whole experience because I stayed there for more than a month um, for that volunteer work. And what I really um, loved about that experience is, of course, first, the people I met, like the people who took care of me and, of course, my students. Like, you know, um, until now, I could hear their voices in my head, like rent-free, when they call me um, Kun Crew Jamie, which is basically teacher Jamie, but in, in Thai. Um, and what else? What I loved about that experience, really, other than the people I met, um, 
the, the food I've tasted, the experiences I've had. Um, one is the sense of independence that I got when I was there because I was okay. just really away from home. So, and, and I was used to like a sheltered life, I would say. Um, so when I was there, I enjoyed the fact that I got to do my own laundry. I, I enjoyed the fact that, um, what else? Now you know you're basically taking care of yourself. You you don't have other people doing that for you. That that sense of independence. That's what I really loved. And another is parang you um I also got away from from I guess a very from some toxic people or, or parang parang sense of freedom essentially parang parang ganon mm. I guess um um that that sense of independence freedom. Um, the, the learning opportunities. I had the growth opportunities. I mean, I was 19. I was 19 living in a different country. Didn't really wow. find people who spoke the same language as I was, you know. So, so yeah, I, I guess that's what made it meaningful to me, you know, what made it really, really special. Na parang I really got to grow as an individual. And all of the memories I had there, regardless of how good or maybe bad those were, kasi syempre you have mishaps along the way. Parang that collective experience made it meaningful. So, what is it about? Uh, because like me, right? You know how much I love Vietnam and Cambodia. Uh, because, you know, when I went there before, I had like this very spiritual connection with it. You know, the culture uh, is beautiful in the sense like, you know, the, the, the beliefs of the people and, you know, the hardships that, that they went through. And I love the food. You know how much I love spicy food. So... What else about Thai culture makes you feel so great? Because I know that, you know, in terms of your personal experience, it's about being independent. You know, you got to really, you're able to grasp how it is to become independent at such a young age, which I think is an amazing experience. But, like, what is it about the Thai culture? You know, I'm sure there's something there. Because what if, for example, you were sent to Norway or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. It would be a different story. Um, I think one of the things is, you know, Thailand is known to be the land of smiles. Okay. And and I guess, yeah, that's one thing that I got, that people are just very happy and very helpful. Like, like there's something very genuine to them, too. No, and, and I really appreciated how, even though there's language barrier to also to some of the people I met, of course, um, Because English is not, not everyone is as good as English, you know, and I completely understand that. So I, I still like how hospitable everyone was. You know, it, it is kind of like similar to the Philippines, but there's something about Thailand that just, you know, I don't know, feels more genuine and feels more, um, parang no matter who you approach, parang so far, they're all pretty, pretty friendly, at least. Even the people in the markets, you know, you know, um, it's just, uh, you just felt comfortable. around them I guess that that earnestness they have really to help others yeah. and uh what else yeah. I guess the way of living there it's, it's just really interesting that that you know you get to out go out and especially like one of the things that I really enjoy are the night markets um because um even in the province well, at least for people who frequently go to Bangkok or have been to Bangkok of, of course the night markets are something very familiar right like you go yeah. there you get food you you, you shop you chat to chat is also more open on weekdays or any weekends rather so you go there to shop things like that but you know i realized that sort of behavior is really i think a nor- the norm across the country or even in provinces because in the province i live like you know we actually had to stop by night markets too, you know, just for dinner, things like that. So, so I really enjoyed that experience, that, that difference in way of living. Like, it was a, like, it's like a home away from home to me, you know. All right, now I think that's really, uh, I mean, I completely agree with you about the night market. But how about the food, though? I mean, I know, are you into spicy? You know, I haven't, I haven't had a meal with you in so long that I can't even yeah. remember. Yeah. Well, if you ask me in 2015, the first time I visited Thailand, I did not like, I, I wasn't into spicy food at all. And I actually had to learn the phrase, my pet, which means not spicy or not spicy. You my know, pet, okay. My pet. Like my, my pet. pet. My okay. pet. Pet. Close enough, okay. <laughs> so basically, uh, I had to learn that. And and my host family or and the people who took care of me always had to, like every time... They were ordering for me. 
you know, to, to, to limit the spice, spiciness of food. But sometimes even the, the less spicy is still a little bit spicy to me, no? And I don't know, I've been coming back ever since 2015, right? So I've been to the country four times already at this point since 2015. And yeah. I have learned to really um tolerate the spiciness. Like I have an acquired taste for it. And I really enjoy tolerate it. Ah. Hindi yung enjoy or appreciate it. Tol- I enjoy it now. Like like, ito nga, like when I visited last month, right? Okay. So um, I was in, a, um, of course, like a... I guess uh, almost like a Karinderia sort of thing in Thailand. But so yung mga alam mong off the road, like sort of restaurant, small time yeah. restaurant, things like that. So I ordered the tom yum. You're familiar with tom yum, right? Of course. So, yeah. And I realized how you know, it's not the tolerance. So yung acquired taste na talagang my spicy tolerance is like really ano na. Because I didn't even have to say like lessen the spiciness or something. I just ordered the tom yum as is. And when I ate it, I was like, oh. Walang-wala lang sa akin. Kayang-kaya ko na. <laughs> so, okay, like timer. So, yeah, okay. so, basically, may, you know, may, spice, may tolerance for spicy food. Yun. Kasi nga dati, I really couldn't eat any of it. Now I could. So. Yeah. No, but that's really cool. Okay. So, you fell in love with the place and you've been going there already like four times already. Have you ever thought of migrating there? A lot of times, yeah. Not just Thailand, but but any country in general. Like I, I, I'm open to really that possibility because of a lot of reasons. No, I, I, if we go into those reasons, it would take a day. But I guess, um, if you know me well enough to, I guess, kinda understand why I would want. So I've yeah. considered, no, and I'm just waiting, I guess, for the opportunity, or looking for an opportunity. If it's not Thailand, it could be anywhere else. Yeah. Okay, but like, would Thailand be your first option ba- based on you know your experience there and all of these things? Hmm. I think say, it's uh, one of. I think uh, it's one of my preferred. Three countries option. give you like you have oh. an opportunity in three countries. One of them is okay. Bangkok. The other is let's say, I don't know, the U.S. and uh, let's say some, some European Europe. country. Yeah. I would for sure, well, depending on a European country, but of course, Thailand is priority, then European country, then the last. I think the US is not even going to be my third, frankly. So. Wow, okay. Yeah. I'd rather go down under. <laughs> oh, okay. Diba? I mean, why is that though? Why, why? Because I know a lot of Filipinos who love to migrate to the US. Why would the US be the last choice? I mean, not the last choice, but it's not the preferred choice, you know. Uh, I don't know. In terms of, I guess, just culture, since we're talking about culture, I guess culture, in terms of, I, I guess, I don't know, government policies, way of life, I just think that the life in, you know, down under is something <coughs> more I enjoy rather than the U.S. Yeah. Okay. That's fair enough. So, so now that we're talking about culture in the Philippines, Okay, how about this? How about you name three things that you love about Filipino culture and three things you don't like about Filipino culture? Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. Hmm. I think one first thing I like about Filipino culture, I guess, is just how passionate a lot of people are about, you know, whatever it is they do or maybe their interests. There's a lot of passion. Yeah. Um, another is um care i guess uh, you know filipino people can be really caring and the third is um i don't think hospitable is something i truly like because sometimes the hospitableness hospitality rather of filipino people are not that sincere so um third is hmm. i'm thinking and culture natin I guess the culture of um, celebrating things, no matter how big or small they are. Like, Filipinos like celebrating. And the things that I don't like about the culture, first is gossip culture. Top of the list. Gossip culture here is so toxic. It's uh. Another is, um, I guess, the utang na loob concept. That is something that I also think is incredibly toxic. And the last is um I think um 
glamorizing resilience. So yeah. Yeah, actually, I remember. Um, I mean, let's not uh, name drop the brands, but I remember back in 2020, all right, or maybe 2021, there was this brand that was saying, "Oh, you know, we have these um, employees who've been working for us for like 10, 15 years, and for them to get to work, they walk or they take a bike for like two hours." That's kind of like you guys are a big company. Why, why don't you just help them? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, I understand if, let's say, for example, if it was like a mom and pop shop, right? You know, that you get what I mean? Like, you know, you don't have like a beautiful building in BGC or anything. You know, I, I kind of get that. So, yeah, I agree with you because I know there are a lot of companies that either paid for like a shuttle or there's this one company, I think, that gave all of their employees at least bicycles to use, which I think is great, right? I mean, at least they get a free bike. They just need to, you know, use it, right? Exercise and all of that. So why do you think Filipinos love to glamorize resiliency to the point that it becomes toxic? I guess, I don't know. If you look at history also, no, that's something that we kind of used to. Na parang, um, I think this is what we talked about last time too. No? I think we t- touched upon this too, about how parang we think Let's say, um, you know, hard work. I mean, the hard work is great. You know, I, I think uh, I, I admire anyone who works hard. I think we all do. Yeah. But I think working hard to earn something, and let's say, you know, like work in general here in the Philippines, like how much is the minimum pay? That was what kind of way of life do you have right now, considering inflation? Yeah. Because you know, people are glamorizing resiliency, hustle culture. Na parang yeah, like we deserve more and we shouldn't be settling, but you know, we're getting the short end of the stick, something like that. Diba? Yeah. So that, that's why it's toxic. So for you, you mentioned gossip culture, um, toxic resiliency. Out of the three that you mentioned, if you had a magic wand, what would you remove? Oh my gosh, that's I I would give anything to remove all three, no. But let's but, just say it's only good for like one. <laughs> for one? Yeah. Ah, ah, it's hard. But but I think no, one of the things that I think I would I would do it with gossip, gossip culture. Just because oh my gosh, can I explain ko ba? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah, you okay. So it's it's a little bit ano then parang how do I say it? I realized quite recently just how toxic gossip culture in the country is. And, and you know, I think it kind of relates to fake news as well. Those, those two are somewhat interconnected. But I'm going to start with gossip culture because I think that's the root point of it. So very recently, um, I'm going to give a metaphor to, to basically what happened to me. You know? But this is something that I think may be familiar to you, may be familiar to some people, because this is a situation that I think we've all seen or maybe experienced. So um, basically, um, you know, these moments in, let's say, grade school or high school where, uh, let's say, someone is upset about something, but they're emotional about something. Yeah. And then this person is just talking to their friends or something. And then someone sees, someone suddenly sees, someone tries to intervene. But of course, you know, the people intimate or this person is like, oh, no, no, not now. Na parang, I just want to process this or I just want to process this with the people close to me. Yeah. But then this person kind of just like, I don't know, starts to tell everyone else in the class. Parang besides, it just passes the message. It reaches whoever, maybe even a teacher. And then all of a sudden, you know, as they're passing along that message, they're starting to come up with these narratives na, oh, maybe she's crying because earlier we had a test. Baka hindi maganda grade niya. Or, or, or maybe it's because kausap niya, huling kausap niya bago siya lumabas ng room is this person. This person is to blame. Something like that. All of a sudden, some all people are coming up with their stories, with their thoughts on what happened, when everything they're saying is so far from the truth. They don't have the facts. They just started, you know, coming up with their own narratives. And then some people would be, yun nga, dahil nakarating na sa ibang tao, these random people suddenly come up to this person na parang, hey, I heard na upset ka daw sa test. Or hey, I heard this was the last person you're talking to. Wag mo na lang siyang kausapin. And then this person is like, huh? Ano siya sabi mo? It's not connected. And it's just, I don't know, kind of aggravates things. You know how when you're trying to comfort someone and then it just gets worse, something like that. So basically, that's the gist of what happened to me. No? And, and 
I realized just how toxic that go- our gossip culture is because of that that scenario. Na parang first it's something very familiar. <laughs> I think I'm not, I, I I I don't know if you've had your fair share of gossip. Oh, I have. Yeah. Right. Nope. You get what I mean about how people start to twist stories, come up with with narratives that aren't even connected to what's happening. And you know, one of the things that was done to me, Pao, you know, someone was actually screenshotting my posts, coming up with like a psychoanalysis. Na oh, this is targeted to this person. Sobrang far from the truth. Yung ganon na parang it's kind of like how with celebrities also. Besides, you know, gossip in general. That's how gossip works, right? So it's kind of yeah. like it just really spiraled out of control. And if you knew the the actual things that happened to me, no, but that's the metaphor of what happened to me. So, so I realized how toxic it was. Because yeah, parang whoa, whoa, where are the, all these stories coming from? Why are these people who aren't involved start start? I know starting to interfere. They're saying things that aren't connected. They're aggravating the situation. And actually, you know, the thing with gossip is words say, and words can be very harmful if you're not careful. If you do not think of what you say. And for instance, especially with what happened to me, you know, because there was gossip, and then people were just saying things that weren't connected. They were just making things worse. And and furthermore, some of the things that were said to me were actually really harmful, not just to me emotionally, but also to my health. Basically, everything that happened to me was not harmful in terms of you know mental, emotional, but also to my health. That's how bad it was. So so that's why I chose gossip, and that's the scenario. Because if you just wow, it's so so messed up. And and you know the thing with gossip is sometimes it's 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 fine if it's something casual if it's something like let's say you and I are talking about a mutual friend oh hey this mutual friend started going to work at this place or something like that like it's very kumbaga, you know very very in casual very no no mal intent something like that but um ito kasi I get naman that there's also maybe concern naman kasi nga I was upset people were trying to to censor comfort. Well, ganun yun, kasi yeah, that's why they're talking about it. But here's the thing. It's a personal and private matter. Why would you gossip about something like that? Why would you gossip about anything that is personal and private to someone? Diba? Number one. Number two, if you're not involved, then don't say anything. If you don't have the facts, don't say anything. And number three, yun nga, people just you know, with gossip culture, that's also overstepping boundaries, you know, and disrespecting people, their privacy, things like that. So that was kind of what happened to me. Because when people are talking about me coming up to this, it's just really all messed up. <laughs> so, so that's why it's the one thing right now that really, you know, I want also to be over with because I've started to realize it's kind of normalized too. You know how people um kind of joke about being a marites? The Marites culture. I mean, I get that it's all for fun and games, but I I I also kind of think kasi na the more that you talk about it or the more you joke about something like that, the more you're saying that oh it's okay to gossip. It's okay to talk about other people's business even though it's not your business. You get what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now I, I get why why you get rid of that. Okay. Now the next thing I want to to talk to you about is is meaning. When when you hear that, first thing that comes to mind for you. Meaning, I guess, is the or or you know, I guess it's the value, no? Of of something to you. So okay. So for you in, in your life right now, what do you think is the most meaningful thing for you? I would say it's me yeah, finally learning to set boundaries and at the same time continuing doing what it takes to take care of my health no matter what I have to do to do with that. Why do you think nowadays because you know sorry I'll use a different like example or analogy right but why do you think nowadays people are so okay? So people are obsessed with meaning, I guess, in in the sense of like, let's say words, right? Okay, I'm gonna ask you a question, and of course you'll answer it. Okay, like give your answer. 
let's say you and I are both single. We met on a dating app. And I say, hey, James, let's go out for dinner. For example, so we go out for dinner. Uh, we enjoyed ourselves and we both go home. What was that? I think that's just like a casual, like, you know, bonding with friends. No, no, no. Let's say we're not friends. We met on a oh, date. Okay. App. We're strangers. Oh. There. So what? what's the meaning of that? No, like what, what do you call that? I think that's just like a meetup or a getting to know sort of thing. <laughs> okay, so why, why, do, why don't you want to use the word like a date? I don't, I don't know. Because um, for me, a date, I guess it depends on what you agree upon. If it's something casual or if it's something a little oh, bit more romantic. There's no like, so, no, like in the conversation, there's no like, hey, right. let's, it's more like, hey, James, let's go. You know, I think you're a cool person. Yada yada. Let's let's grab dinner if you're free. Mm, okay. Ito, I don't think. Yeah. Because if we just met, the bad in your context. Yeah. Right. On a Usually dating. I, yeah, but I don't want to use the word date just yet. Because for me, date is parang somewhat there's somewhat level of familiarity or um intimacy to it. Na I don't want to, even though it's a casual date, like with a friend or a romantic date. Kumbaga, the casual date with a friend, there's familiarity there. There's there's a sense of intimacy. Kasi nga, you're friends, you have that relationship. So, so parang if it's someone I just met, yung initially, I don't know if I want to call it a date unless there's that sense of familiarity na or comfort. But why? Why is, why is like, why is that so important not to call it a date? Because you're, it is kind of complicating it, right? Yeah. So why is there like this? Um, sorry, wall may not be the right word, but why is there this? Why is there this, is this wall with you that you just simply don't say, yeah, it's a date, period? Yeah, yeah, um, because I'm a very Ito ha, MBTI type ko is INFJ. <laughs> I'm an advocate, but I'm also very an introvert in that sense. I don't easily, um, even yun nga, I'm not very comfortable with strangers. I'm not very comfortable with people I initially meet unless I really get a feel of who they are. So, I am very reserved in that sense. Okay. So, I can't really just say... It's a date. For me talaga kasi yung a date is there's that level of familiarity, intimacy, regardless if we're friends, regardless if it's something romantic. There's familiarity. Dapat muna for me. Okay, so you go out with me. Again, sorry, I'm just using us as the example. Uh-huh. Okay, and how long does it take or how many quote-unquote hangouts does it take before you would call it a date? Let's assume it all goes well. We're getting to know each other. You laugh at my Tita jokes. Yeah. You laugh at your Tita jokes. So. Hmm, I don't think I'd put a number to it. But I just say na, nga, level of comfort is more on when if, if I get to talk to you about personal stuff, you get to talk to me about personal stuff, something that I don't won't find on your social media profile or your LinkedIn. You know, something really, really more, you know, <laughs> you get what I mean? Like, it's not very surface level na kumbaga. Like, like we can, we, we kind of get each other's humor or, you know. We, We're in that just... age, no? Na social media than LinkedIn, my goodness. But no, but you get what I mean. I, I, yeah, yeah. If we're talking about things that aren't very surface level now, like you know that that level of comfort, intimacy, na I get. So could it be as early as the second or third date? Is that? Yeah, possible? it could be. It could be even be na parang we've. Because for instance, ito, ha, I have this teammate who joined the team almost like a ha, ano, kakaregulars lang niya. Okay. And here's the funny thing: we never met face to face, yet we're so comfortable with each other. Because parang. Open siya, open din ako. Pareho kami ng kulit level. Like, you know me well enough. So, basically, think of me, but like a dude. So, <laughs> so yun, may ganong comfort level. So, yung tipong, kunyari, if I go out with this person on a date, I, I can call it a date. Kasi may intimacy na, in sense na, comfortable ako sa kanya, or familiar ako sa kanya. Yung ganon. That's, that's it for me. Na kahit we don't meet, it to be the first meet up, I can call it a date. As long as, yun nga, we have that sense of, Comfort na. Uh, uh, yun. Yun yun sa akin talaga. So the reason why you you don't want to call it a date yet, aside from the whole familiarity thing, is because you mentioned about you being an advocate and being introverted. 
Yeah. That's my MBTI type. <laughs> okay. I'm also an advocate, by the way. I took that test. Uh, oh my gosh, hi. <laughs> so, no, but like it's more of... So what I'm trying to understand here is... So, okay, so you're introverted and stuff. Has anyone asked you out on a date? Or, fine, hang out. <laughs> I mean, we're friends. Ask people out. <laughs> Ask people out. I think I'm union, siguro. I, that's the sense of comfort, and I can call it a date if I also initiate too. Because, um, Kasi nga, pag comfortable na ako with you enough, I would initiate. Kasi bonding is like one of my, quality time is one of my top la- love languages. Okay. So, so yun, I mean, ano, <laughs> I would naman, pero... No, the question, that wasn't the question, by the way. The question, the question has again, anyone oh, asked you out on a hangout? Yes, but... But... Yeah. I think you know the answer to this question. <laughs> oh, okay, still the same. Okay, okay. So for our viewers, I'm, we're not going to mention it any deeper. It's quite but, first. Uh, yeah, it's quite personal. Yeah, I There's do the right why. thing. You know, but, I don't want to just yeah. cut it off and let them, they're like, yeah. huh? why didn't they, you know, of course I have to give it a close. But yeah, that's, that's the reason. But, but another um, reason is the, the, the reason why, you know, when people ask me, people who do not know, <laughs> well, that's something I can say, I've been busy also. So it's, I really had no time to entertain things like okay, that. So, quite recently, you know. So how about this? Let's say you're not busy anymore, or not as busy as you are. I mean that you have extra time. Then yeah, there's yeah. this there's this dude, okay, who you met, whether it's in a coffee shop, uh, an app, or whatever. But so you meet them, guy you don't know what not, and he says, so yes, hey, what's your name? And like, oh, I'm James. And he's like, oh, hey, I'm Harold or whatever. Sorry, I don't know why Harold was the first name that came to my mind. Okay. Um, yeah, okay, weird name, just okay. Anyway. Um, and he says, hey, you know, are, are you free, let's say, Saturday? Let, you want to grab dinner with me? Would you say yes? Um, I would either maybe give my IG so that we can just talk, get some sense of familiarity. Or if I do say yes, I have to have someone with me discreetly. Mm, so you're going to ask like a friend to like eat in a different table? Um, I, I'm a woman, so safety is a huge concern for me also, which is why I don't easily agree to things like that, especially there's no familiarity. You get what I mean? Yeah. So I want to talk to you about that because I'm going to be honest with you. So, you know, I'm sing- single. This is the longest I've been single for the long in my life. Uh, it's already four months, a bit more. I mean, I, 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 years, I know so many people laugh at me when I say that. No? But anyway. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, but yeah, I just want to ask you about that. Because you know, that's the thing, no? Thinking about it, that we men tend to to take for granted. Because like me, I've been going out since last week, uh, Wednesday last week. I haven't stopped. Except for Sunday, because I was in a baptism. But after the baptism, I was just at home. So yes, yeah, Sunday was the rest. So let's not include it. Let's just say that, you know, for one more than one whole week I've been out. I could go out get you know smashed and all these things and the worst thing that i'll probably experience is like me finding breakfast in the ref that i ordered for myself or you know that i overspent on drinks or whatever right i mean that's not or have a hangover while for women unfortunately like what you mentioned it's really a safety concern yeah you know ever since even in college of course there were dating apps then i tried those out too and I have friends who've tried it out. And remember, that's the thing that, that I shared with you. That's the thing that always stuck with me. And even with other people I know, that's always a reminder that, oh, if you're trying these dating apps, you, you meet up with someone, always have someone with you, another table or so, just to watch you, you know, things like that. Like, it's, it's I think it's a reality that women have to kind of live with, to have these precautions. When it is the reality, people. and that's very sad, actually. Yeah. I think the meaning of that is that we have failed as a society. That only yeah. one gender doesn't feel safe. Yeah. 
you know, I think it should be all genders don't feel, no, just kidding, no, it's more about yeah. um, all genders should feel safe. Yeah. You know, and since we're in this topic also, no, I, yeah. I have for some reason in the past few days, I've been binge watching Shark Tank videos. Okay. And one of, <laughs> okay, <laughs> what a segue, all right. I like yeah. Shark Tank and one of, the, one of the pitches that I, I saw was for this product called Nightcap. Basically, Night- it's a scrunchie na parang hidden within it is like a cap for your drink. So basically, it's made for women, by women, na parang when you go out to a party or a bar or something, you can have this crunchy, and then when you have a drink, you can discreetly put your cover in and just like a straw so that no one will spike your drink. Imagine having to have that kind of product that are made for us pa. And, and even though, and also, remember in the, like, few months ago, there was sudden like a lot of reports for like people who have gone missing, and yeah, I know a lot of pants. women who suddenly became really interested in, I know, self defense devices. You know yeah, things that yeah. could help them. You know, you yeah, get what I, I mean. I, I remember that because I was dating someone back then, and uh, and it was so in, I was so intrigued because one of the conversations was about this device that this self defense device that they wanted to get, wherein um. I'm trying to remember how it works. It's it's is like it an alarm? pepper spray. Oh. Like it was oh. alarm with a pepper. Like it was color pink. I mean, they they marketed in colors that women supposedly like. Yeah. Then they also that in the same store, the same IG store, there there are these rings that actually have like spikes. Yes. Uh, there's a version of that pow. I'm not sure if the same thing you're talking about. Now it's a parang multifunctional keychain that has all of those things: pepper spray, anything to break a window, an alarm. Parang 16 in 1 pa or something, 10 in 1. You get, imagine yeah, having like 10 trinkets yeah. in one keychain just for any scenario where in your danger, in danger, and you have to have these things prepared. Diba? Ako, I have an alarm eh, before when I, I have an alarm also for myself. Yeah, so, no, it's just, it's just, it's very saddening that it's a product that's really marketed towards women. I'm sorry, like, I'm just glad that, you know, there are these options now for women, period. Like, I think it's great, period. But then there's a but. Yeah. It's just very sad because... We had to know, go that far. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know me. Um, You know this about me, James. Like, I want to be, you know, I want to be a husband. I want to be a father in the future. And, you know, I want to have a boy and a girl, right? Or even if, let's say, I have only, you know, girls or whatever... Then that means I'll have to worry about them. Yeah, I, I actually know dudes who were like, uh, when we were talking about this keychain, I I do know dudes like, wait, Jamie, can you share the link? I have to get this for like a sister or whoever. And you know, I appreciate like there are really decent dudes like you and you know those people who really care talagang about women's safety. But you have yeah. also malicious people who you know, talagang we have to prepare for against. Yeah. Yeah, that's why. Um, every time I go out on a date with a girl who I meet on an app, the one of the last things I tell them, you know, before the date ends and whatnot, is always thank them for showing up. Yeah. Because, you know, it's really true. Because like what you mentioned, um, for your case, you would ask like a friend to, to be like a spy or whatever. Yeah. But some other women, what they do is they, they take screenshots of like a Tinder profile of the guy, send it to the friends and say, hey, you know, I'm going to meet Paolo in um, Chibo or whatever, in this mall at this time. Uh, so yeah, if I don't message you after, let's say, five yeah. hours or whatever, or if I don't message you at all, you know, at least you know, which yeah, is very exactly. sad, right? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, even, there's share, even share location now. Like, sometimes people would, like, also say to me, like, Jamie, if you ever do something like this, parang, yeah, you can just tell anyone your location, tell us, or yun nga, mag-share lock ka sa amin. Something like that. Like, it really gets to that point na kahit walang kasama, every, I, 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 I'm, I'm taught, we're taught to, to take these precautions. Which so is super unfair. So that was the reason unfair. why I'm hesitant, diba, to go out. Kasi I realized, parang, oh, if I have to meet someone, na yun nga, other than level set, kasi ako, the reason why I want to be familiar, I want to make sure you're not a catfish, or, you know, you're not a complete psycho, or something, diba? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's why also, that I, I have to take all of these precautions, if I want to see you, things like that. So, yun. That's, that's the, ano rin, for me, the, the personal reason why I, it's not easy for me to go out on a date, agree on a date, and things like that. 
I mean, unless if you know the person talaga, right? Yeah, that's a different story. Yeah. So like, okay, so if I asked you, let's say, James, let's have dinner next Saturday. Would you say yes to me, assuming you're not busy? This is me, by the way, like me. Like, like you, yes, my friend. Not a story me, yeah. <laughs> like you, you just like, paano? Like in what context? Like tayo as friends or like, di kita kilala? See, so, okay, now you're confusing <laughs> me now. Because like, you're like, mo ba ako lumabas? Or are we still talking I'm, about I'm like so a hangout? I'm so confused now with you because you're like, if a guy asks you out, you consider it a hangout period. Then now you're like, tayo as, so, can you no, no, explain? I'm asking, no, I'm asking if you're asking this is a hypothetical favor. If you're asking me now. Uh, you mean, oh, no, no, hypothetical. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Hypothetical. Okay. <laughs> Yun yung I'm so in the middle of an episode, dude. <laughs> Okay, go ulit. Sabog na tayo dalawa. Ako lang pala. You're the sabog one. Yeah. Anyway, go. So, let's just say, okay, so, you, so to, to hypothetical Harold, you said IG first, talk to him, whatever, whatever. But me, your friend, the person that you know for how many years already, if I say, James, let's go out for dinner or lunch or whatever, would you say yes to me easily? Yeah. Yeah. Because you know me. Yeah. Okay. All right, fair enough. <laughs> are, are you still sabog? No. <laughs> anyway. Give more context, diba? <laughs> anyway, um, the last thing I want to talk to you about is purpose. And I think this is something that a lot of people our age, especially, this is something that a lot of us are wondering right now. Because, you know, you and I, we're, we're very environmentally, um, we're climate justice people, right? We're the type that we care about the earth and all these things. And I think a lot of young people are like that. But, you know, you and I, were very like that, right? Like we're the Greta Thunberg type people. Yep. So I want to ask you, James, what is your purpose in life? Okay. You know, this is very interesting to me because... I'm going to share, this is something kind of like a branding, marketing sort of thing too. But yeah. I'm going to share something about how purpose, kasi like in terms of branding, purpose is the one thing that you don't change about your brand or your identity. You can change anything, your values, your, I don't know, the, the way you speak, tone of voice, your key message, whatever. But purpose is the one thing in your brand that never changes. And I think that relates to people as well. Like, like no matter, let's say, what kind of work you do, no matter what it is, like how you speak or you change your values, your purpose, I think, is the one thing that kind of drives you as a person or drives that whole sort of thing. And yeah. anyway, I'm just giving context. No, back to that. That my purpose personally, I think, no, is I'm someone who always wants to know. Uh, you know, I'm the type of person who has to learn things and like about the world, about people, and my purpose is to just kind of figure out based on what I learned, what, what I can do for others. You get what I mean? Na parang my purpose is all about like learning from the world, from people and giving back to it. Ganon. So have you ever experienced like an existential crisis before you realized that? Yep. How old were you and when was this? I think I would say it's it's throughout the course of my career, you know, when I started working. In a sense, na you would think that okay, this is okay. The best metaphor is the film Soul, if you've seen it. I love Soul, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, and and basically it's the same thing about how see, Joe Joe is the the main guy, right? So the main guy is kind of like thinking that his job is his purpose or his spark, right? Parang ganon. Parang ako, I also kind of had that same mentality before na whatever it is my work or my job is, it's my purpose, what I do. Until I realized na yun na at its core, yun nga, yung purpose sinabi ko before, it's all about learning and giving, is that regardless what role I'm in, as long as I'm able to learn and give something to help people, like I'm doing my purpose. Like it doesn't matter what, what role it is. So yung existential crisis ko was when I was still stuck with the idea, like in Seoul, I'm still stuck with the idea now what my dream is or what my job is is also connected to my purpose. You know, you brought up that film and it's such a beautiful film actually. Yeah. You know, can I just say 
I really love how Pixar right now is going through this era of amazing films we're in. Um, there is no legitimate bad guy. Like, think about this way. Uh, I could be wrong, and please correct me if I'm wrong. But the last um, Disney Pixar film that had the bad guy was Coco. I guess. Because, like, okay, after Coco, you have Frozen 2. There is no legitimate bad guy there. Yeah. Then you had... Um, I'm not sure. I think Inside Out also. I'm not sure if Inside Out was Inside before Out. Coco or after. No, it was, it was before. It was before. Oh, yeah. But not necessarily bad guy there, too. Yeah, no, but like, no, but the one yeah. now, right? Think about yeah. it. Like, yeah. Actually, I can even stretch it out and even say Toy Story 4. There was no yeah. bad guy. Yeah, I, uh, I haven't seen it, but I have, have heard about what happened. So, yeah. Okay, but no yeah. legitimate bad guy either. Then you have Encanto. Yeah. No legitimate bad guy. You have, um, what's that film? The one with like the red panda in it? The, the one that's like, they're Koreans, I think? I am not sure if you're talking about. Wait, wait. Uh, like, turning <laughs> red or something? Um, Disney, Pixar film, Red Panda. Okay, let's uh, sorry, I have to really answer this. Yeah. Turning oh. Red, I'm right. Yeah, so Turning Red oh. was released this year and they're like Koreans, I think, or something. Oh, okay. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to spoil, but no legitimate bad guy. Mm. Um, what's that film? Uh, something in the Dragon? See Raya I, the first. Right? See Raya. Yeah, Raya. Yeah. In Southeast Asian related, I think that's yeah. the one. No legitimate so, bad guy either. Yeah. I mean, Parang it's more on self-realization and actualization. No? Yeah, like family curses or generational curses and trauma and self-crisis with soul. Yeah. Right. And if you think about it, sorry, out of the films I mentioned, did you see Encanto? I haven't. I haven't seen a lot ever since. I think I think Seoul. I have. I have so I have seen Seoul because there's Disney Plus in Bangkok. So when I was there, I, I had the rest. No, because I mean I had no time to go, especially during the pandemic. And even so, right now it's hard to access Disney films, Pixar films, unless you do it illegally, which I'm not really supporting usually. But some of, but most of their premises, I'm very familiar with the very recent ones. Like, oh, 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 I'm familiar with the premises. Encanto before this episode <laughs> because but it's I'm perfect familiar. for this discussion. I, I, I'm, I'm familiar, naman, somewhat with the story. I haven't seen okay, okay. it, but I'm familiar. Okay, with so I won't, I won't spoil anything for you. But you know the premise, right? That there's this yeah, girl, yeah. whatever her name is, Maribel, I think. Who Masa, see, yeah, yeah. Okay. We don't talk about Bruno. Yeah, I know. I know the okay, okay. So, so, right, each of the kids in that family all have different powers. Like, there's a girl who's, has, who's like the Hulk, who's super strong. There's the girl who can hear very well. Then there's the girl who grows flowers out of nowhere. I, I don't even yeah, know why yeah. that's a useful power. Then you have yeah, that yeah. little boy who can transform into whatever animal. Then you have Maribel, who has no powers. Yeah. What I lo- love about the film... And you have Bruno, who has his own powers. Um, what I love about the film, because is, it talks about generational curses and whatever, but I felt that the core purpose of the film is to talk about purpose in life. Like what you mentioned, because you, what I love about what you said is that, you know, when we were growing up, you know, I think our parents are very similar, when they just said, you know, study well, graduate on time, um, take whatever course you feel you're going to be successful in, and work, and that's it, right? Maybe get married, have kids, or whatever, but it's just usually those things, right? But thinking about it, purpose in life is really not connected to your occupation. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. Yeah. Um, it's connected to what gives you feeling inside, what fills you up. Yeah. Right, like you, you said, it's about learning and giving it back. For me, my purpose, I feel, is to, aside, is to like 
help people out in a way. Like, you know, with my stories, with my experience, with my Iglap short talks and whatever, whoever listens to those, I hope that it would help people out. Because, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I just feel because, okay, so remember this episode. First, we spoke about culture differences. Then we spoke about meaning, whether it's in words, in life, whatever. And now we're talking about purpose. It's all related. Yeah. You know, we are all different because of how we grew up, because of where we grew up, and the cultures of that country or that town or whatever. Then, with that being said, we put different meanings to different things. Yeah. Like what you said about the date. Sorry, I consider a date, you consider a hangout. Again, differences, right? And yeah. we're, we're from the same damn country, and yet we have different meanings to things. Yeah. Right? Uh, what you find meaningful could be not the same things as I find meaningful. Then now we talk about purpose, and you mentioned, right, that just because you work this kind of job doesn't mean that that's your purpose in life. That's how, you know, there are people I admire were in, you know, they do their regular job, right? Whatever job they have, that's what they do. But they, like, volunteer in, like, different charities or they they help plant trees on the weekend or something like that. Because, and I I want to hear your thoughts on this. But for me, purpose is what fills you up, what makes you love being alive. Yeah, that spark for living. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like in Soul, that's why I love that yeah. film. Because, like, like Joe, for example, he thought that his purpose was to be a jazz musician. Yeah, for that specific band, right? Yeah, yeah. but what was his purpose, James, in the film? Do you remember? What, what, what did he realize? Yeah, I think it was more on trying to recall it. But yeah, I think it's basically how diba, he's also a teacher and he kind of like realized yung si that, Number two. That, that little one. Yeah. That little one. Um basically na parang he was able to help that person realize also, you know, their their purpose, parang as a mentor sort of thing, which is what he has been doing as a teacher with even that one student of his somewhat diba? So so yeah. yun, parang but that's when that kind of kicked in for him. Now, oh, okay, that's that's the like spark for him or, or the purpose now, which is not necessarily being like what he dreamed he would be or what he thinks he is based on like I guess you know, experiences in his life that made him think it's th- that's his purpose. But it was something that parang made a difference in other people. Yeah, you know, that basically his purpose was he didn't even realize that it was. His purpose, Because he was so caught up with <laughs> with what he wanted yeah. to do. Yeah. And you know, I found the ending to be 100% perfect. There are those who would argue that that shouldn't have been the ending. I mean, I'm not gonna spoil the ending. You know. Yeah. Think about. I'm not sure, but there's this movement of people saying that. You you remember the ending, right? But don't say it. But remember it. Yeah. The ending should have been the exact opposite. Because mm. remember, he was already taking the escalator, going somewhere. Yeah. That should have been the ending. Mm-hmm. But what I love about the ending is because, you know, at times in life, we, we realize lessons at our own pace, you know. And sometimes it's too early. Sometimes it's just right. Many times it's too late. And one of my favorite things in life is being given a second chance. You know, and... When you're given that second chance, you you show why you deserve that second chance. Yeah. And that's what purpose is, you know. That is what life is. You know, you make mistakes, you know, you think that you put meaning into something that actually didn't deserve that. Or you think that this purpose is most important or that it is something that is your purpose and you realize that it wasn't. So it's just really about living life and discovering what makes you have that spark. What will give you meaning, what will give you purpose, yeah. and what would make you happy in the end. Yeah.
Are you okay? <laughs> like, yeah, makes sense naman. Kasi I, I remember I was trying to think kasi you wanted to relate it to Encounter earlier as well, no? And yeah. and I think what's interesting kasi you mentioned like in a generational like versus Person. or, you know, I guess different um ways of thinking for, for generation and how sometimes I think this is something relatable culturally in the Philippines, no? Na yun nga, like you mentioned, we're all kind of like drilled into to thinking <laughs> that, oh, this is the way things should be. So this is my purpose or this is what I should do in life. But, you know, ultimately, kind of like what happens in Encanto and Seoul, we would have to kind of have that realization eventually at some point that our purpose or our meaning, whatever, isn't connected to what people think it should be or not what people say it should be. It's something that comes from you within, something you have to realize. And yeah, sometimes people help you realize that. So, you know, when you, you look at your purpose or identify that, you really have to go through this process of self-realization like and actualization of that purpose. Now, like I like what you said, that in second chances or about life, na, it all happens in different different paces, I guess, that you learn these lessons or you, you learn whatever you need to learn at a certain point in time when you need it. I want to ask you something very personal. And you don't have to answer it if you can. But what okay. is the greatest lesson you learned in life? So far, I would say it's... Yes. Yun nga, uh, I think it's about what I mentioned earlier, self-realization and self-actualization. Na through the years, kasi, or growing up, I am used to kind of just like meeting that pressure or expectations that other people had of me. And it took me like um to have like I had to have a mental health crisis to realize that you know basically everything has to come from me like self awareness I don't have to live up to that expectation to that idea of who they want me to be you know now that's now I have to just be me you know be more self aware and be more self compassionate in a sense that. Because um, I've been very, very optimistic. I'm a pretty optimistic person growing up. And you know that about me. But for me, before I was... Um, before, I always thought being optimistic was always about having to try stay positive and trying to not give in to stress, to pressure, to being sad. Like, you just have to always keep up with appearances. And yeah. Now that I've learned to be more self-aware and self-compassionate, I'm allowing myself to be happy, to be sad, to be anxious whenever I need it. Kind of like inside out. That's that's like the, I related to that movie so much when I first saw it. And once I actually lived that like experience, I realized, yeah, it all makes sense. That's the greatest lesson for me so far. Okay, uh, off topic, what's your favorite Disney Pixar film so far? That includes Toy Story and all of those things. Right? Yeah. Oh, there is a lot that you have to choose one. Coming here, but I still think it's Inside Out. Soul is like a close, like maybe, like I think they both share that same spot, but I think Inside Out is more and to me on a personal level. And that, Soul is a more complicated second. film, actually. Yeah. It's also it's one of the more complicated. There's going to be a sequel, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. I th- yeah, I, I think I've heard about that too. So yeah, it's yeah. It's a teenager, very... I guess, or maybe college or whatever. Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. But it's a very, anyway, I think interesting. There's a lot in that film, basically, you know. And yeah, that's my number one. Because of okay. how personal. And yeah, greatest lesson in life. Eh? It, it's connected to that also. So I want to ask you, um, you know, we're about to end the episode and all. So, what do you want young people to know? Like, what do you think they should know when they're about to enter life and stuff? Because, of course, you know, when you're in grade school, high school, you're very protected. Then, college, somewhat, you get freedom. I mean, I got a lot of freedom, I'm going to be honest. And sometimes I didn't really make the best decisions, but it is what it is. But what would be like, you know, someone getting to college and all of these things? What is something that you would want them to know? I think it's the lesson I learned the hard way, which is it's okay not to be okay. 
It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to be happy or be sad. Be um basically be more self compassionate. Like like whatever it is you're feeling or whatever it is you're going through or you know whether you make mistakes or not. You need to be compassionate to yourself because you know with that compassion it's a sign of you really taking care and loving yourself and that yeah like if you know the, the same way that how let's say you're upset and you're my friend and i try to comfort you whenever things go away like yeah you could you could give that same compassion to yourself too when you need it you know basically like don't don't be too too hard on yourself yeah yeah okay well james thank you so much for being here uh, sorry that we started late. As you know, my laptop had some problems. But before yeah. we go, you know, maybe you can do your plugins. Right. Yeah. So actually, yeah, I do have a podcast. I have started to upload again, finally. Oh, so good. Gen- good. Yeah, because I'm officially done with the thesis. So yeah. So yeah, the Gen Z Marketer podcast. Yeah, it's also Spotify. It's all things branding, marketing. Come through if you're interested in something like that. And what else? Um. Yeah, I guess that's mostly it. Um, whatever it is your purpose is or whatever social cause you want to support, please, please do so. There's so much going on in the world and I'm pretty sure we can all find something that we connect with. Great. Well, James, thank you so much for being here. So for my viewers and listeners, thank you so much. Iglap will be back again next week, Thursday, but I will be uploading a new Iglap short talk this Sunday. So please do watch out for that. Until then, guys, thank you so much, James. Uh, thank you, everyone. Take care, stay safe and bye, everyone. Thank you. Nine. Good night.